Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Gaiska Mendieta, and you listen to La Liga Lowdown. Thanks, Gaiska, and I'm David Garrido. And indeed, Mendy is a fitting choice for the first words of this mini-pod, given that he played for both Barcelona and Valencia, the big game in La Liga this weekend. But that's not all we've got coming up in the next 15-20 minutes or so. Diego gives us his marks out of 10 for that partidazo at the Camp Nou as Barcelona break a record and close in on that full unbeaten league campaign. Now, Normally we're used to seeing Messi take the lead, but it was this time Coutinho who took charge to fuel Barca's determination to bring home the three points. In my opinion, Coutinho had his best game so far. Paco is looking at the two Madrid sides in Europe with both Atletico and Real Madrid winning. And now sitting second and third in the table once more. Atletico were able to dismantle Levante in the ruthless, efficient fashion they traditionally show at home at the Wanda Metropolitano. As for Real Madrid, they also showed they know how to win without Cristiano, Bale and Modric. Breaking news, Depor aren't dead. Not yet at least. Two straight wins suggest they might have the stomach for a survival battle. But rivals Celta are off colour. Alex investigates. Vigo, they are not happy with Juan Carlos Unza at all. The team is playing without desire, fighting spirit or any intensity. They have the ball a lot, but they don't create anything with it. And Abar might have slipped away from Europe, but that won't stop you and eulogising. The fact that Jose Luis Mandilibar set to state is important. Overall, this has been a great season. And they could finish ahead of Bass, Big Brothers, Athletic and Real Sociedad. Plus, there's your three-word verdicts on Match Day 32. Top story. Two moments. That is what ultimately decided a pulsating game at Camp Nou between unbeaten La Liga leaders Barcelona and the form team in Spain's top division, Valencia. And yet neither of them were goals. Barcelona were 1-0 up when Marc-Andre Ter Stegen showed the bad and the good by giving the ball away in his own 18-yard box, but then recovering to divert Rodrigo's strike up into his own crossbar. And then in the second half, a slip from Mtiti Letin Santi Mina, who squared unselfishly for Rodrigo. And even though his shot beat Ter Stegen, Gerard Piquet was back to clear just in front of his own goal line. That would have been 1-1, but instead, soon enough, it was 2-0. Courtesy of Mtiti's header from a corner, beating Neto at his near post. Fine margins and all that, but if you don't take your chances, you're often made to pay. Dani Parejo's late penalty squirmed under Ter Stegen as consolation after Usman Dembele had taken out Jose Gaya and Valencia's unbeaten run is now over. Not that Barcelona didn't have quality. Philippe Coutinho assisted both goals, beautifully picking out the run for Luis Suarez's opener and showing that he does belong in this squad. So that's from a Valencia follower, no secrets here. But what about the Coulet point of view? Well, let's look in depth again with La Liga Lowdown's Diego Lorraine giving out the grades. Football Club Barcelona. 
Malverde of course came out with his effective 4-4-2 formation and trusted Once de Gala or 11 reliable starters with the exception of Rakitic being subbed out for Paulinho. Now normally we're used to seeing Messi take the lead but it was this time Coutinho who took charge to fuel Barca's determination to bring home the three points as the Brazilian assisted in both goals and showed his movements and link-ups with the Barca forwards are steadily improving. In my opinion Coutinho had his best game so far. Luis Suarez after the match pointed out that it seems that winning La Liga has no longer any merit whatsoever but I think he's wrong especially after suffering such a heavy defeat in the Champions League that's why I'm going to award the squad a 7.5 out of 10. Valencia. Now on the other side, Marcelino also came out with his 4-4-2 scheme look at the surprise Barca on the counter and pounce on any counter-attack occasion they did as Valencia outshot Barca 17-12. However, perhaps their inefficiency on goal is also their biggest weakness, David. Marcelino rightly pointed out after the match that they were not able to materialize more chances because simply they were not successful or sometimes they were met by an extraordinary goalkeeper referring to Ter Stegen's outstanding performance. That said, given their valiant performance, I think Valencia will have gotten a moral boost from this match and face the remainder of La Liga with optimism. That's why I reward them a 7 out of 10. Thank you, Diego. Well, he'd actually predicted a 2-1 Valencia win in our Partidazo predictions video on our YouTube channel on Friday. And no one got the scoreline spot on, but Alex Johnson and I did at least say that Barca would win. A thank you to all of you who got involved. Our YouTube channel has its own custom URL, by the way, www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or just put La Liga Lowdown into a search engine. Come on over, have a nose around, see what we're up to and subscribe so that you don't miss out on anything that we're doing on YouTube. Atletico Madrid at least kept the gap to 11 points. They did so with a very convincing 3-0 victory at home to Levante and a game which featured the 100th La Liga goal for Fernando Torres, a hooked right foot volley after coming on as a sub. And this after El Nino had confirmed that this would be his final season at Atletico, having come back to the club after since at Liverpool and Chelsea. Fitting really that he did it in front of his home crowd at the Wanda Metropolitano. Angel Correa set up Torres for that goal as well as Antoine Griezmann for their second. Another right foot volley which rocketed Pastoyer in the Levante goal, his 19th in La Liga this season. He is now joint fourth alongside Diego Aspas in the Pichichi standings. Correa himself had scored the opener after good work and nifty feet from Vidolo in the build-up. The scoreline perhaps is a bit tough on Levante, despite not troubling Jan Oblak too much. Captain Jose Luis Morales said that they shouldn't change anything and try to replicate that performance in their next game. Diego Simeone may not have had the best relationship with Fernando Torres, but he did call him an Atleti icon, whether he scores or not, whether he wins a title or not. And our 60-second standoff on Tuesday is an Atletico-related topic more a bit later on. Real Madrid, meanwhile, coasted to a 2-1 victory over Malaga. The scoreline not reflecting their true dominance in this game, although it was fairly nondescript to be fair. Isco's free kick up and over the wall was excellent against the team that Madrid signed him from. And Casemiro got the second to put the result beyond doubt, intercepting possession himself before Lucas Vazquez, Benzema and Isco combined to set up the Brazilian. Malaga scoring with the last kick of the game. Diego Roland muscling Jesus Vallejo off the ball and nicking the ball home. It is a 100th win for Zinedine Zidane in charge of Real Madrid in his 140th game as head coach and he rotated again with Ronaldo, Bale and Varane not even making the trip to La Rosaleda. Of course, the two Madrid sides are the only Spanish teams still in UEFA competition. Madrid drawn away first to Bayern Munich in the Champions League semi-finals and Atletico will also travel to Arsenal in their first leg in the Europa League semis. So how do they match up to their opponents after Friday's draw? Paco Pollet has got the lowdown on this one. 
Well, both Madrid teams seemed to be in pretty good shape before heading into the semi-final ties. Atletico were able to dismantle Levante in the ruthless, efficient fashion they traditionally show at home at the Wanda Metropolitano, and it was a boost to entertain the crowd with some attractive goals. It's also a boost to see Arsenal in pretty poor form, especially away, so Atletico will fancy their chances here because they can rely on their defense, and if they are patient, the chances will come. Vitolo Machin has started to deliver more recently, and on his day he can truly frighten opposition defenses, along with Griezmann and Diego Costa. As for Real Madrid, they also showed they know how to win without Cristiano, Bale and Modric. Instead, Isco was the creative focus and he ran the show at La Rosaleda. No wonder he got a standing ovation from both sets of fans as he left the pitch. Will Zidane start him against Bayern? We already know the love-hate relationship between those two, so we shall wait and see. But sometimes, to unlock a stern German defense, you need a bit of magic. And that is exactly what Isco provides. Keeping clean sheets, though, remains Real Madrid's weak point. It's just two in ten games. And look at the pace and power of Müller, the skill and vision of James, the finishing of Lewandowski. It's a lot for any team to cope with. Cheers, Paco. Well, that is the top four dealt with. Let's drop down to the bottom of the table. Relegation battle. Now then, when Levante beat Las Palmas last weekend, it looked like the relegation picture was pretty clear, didn't it? But Deportivo La Coruña followed up their win over Malaga with another 3-2 scoreline, this time at Athletic Club. Now, the last time that Deportivo beat Athletic away, it was at the old Samames and Adrian Lopez scored twice. Well, same again here. The first ahead of from close range, the second put away from around the penalty spot as Celso Borges had guided across into his path. So Depor, two up within a quarter of an hour. Athletic, soporific. The host response came from a Raul Garcia header early in the second half, only for Borja Valle to pounce on a superb centre from Lucas Perez to reopen Depor's two-goal advantage. And Marquez Susaeta then scored direct from a corner, but that was that, 2-3. Athletics head coach Kuko Ziganda said that everyone gets what they deserve and let's hope that that's not too prophetic because for his sake it might mean the sack. While Clarence Seidoff praised his team for their great personality and of course it means Depor are just five points off Levante now. If Seidoff's side can beat Erratic Sevilla at Riazor on Tuesday, make that just two points. With Levante welcoming Malaga to the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia on Thursday, a win for them would make them breathe a bit easier as well as actually relegating Malaga. As for Las Palmas, the wheels have fallen off well and truly. First, the game, an ineffectual performance as they lost 1-0 at home to La Sociedad. And it could have been 2 or 3, to be honest. Mikel Oyarzabal scoring through the legs of Leandro Chichizola after Asir Iyaramendi had played him in over the top. Very little at the other end. A table blazing over in the first half. David Garcia heading over from a corner in the second. And that was literally it. Uh, by the way, for La Sociedad, the result means it's three games, two wins, one draw and zero goals conceded under new boss Imanol Alguacil. He has taken them into the safety of mid-table. Back to Las Palmas, though. In the post-match news conference, Paco Hemes praised his players' attitude, but then argued with a journalist about what he'd said about Tana's attitude. And also the fans. Barely 10,000 turned up for the game, and they held a banner saying, one year full of mistakes demands changes and resignations. They've suffered a winless run of 10 games with six defeats, including the last three in a row. And they haven't won away in La Liga in seven months. But next, they head to Real Betis, who've won their last five on the bounce. European contenders. 
Yes, Betis strengthened their grip on fifth place, which would mean direct entry into the Europa League group stage next season after a 1-0 win at Girona. It was a Friday night festival in the rain, and the scoreline doesn't do this game justice, but one goal settled it, and it was another to add to the tally of one of the breakthrough players of the season. Loren Moron with a very cute finish after Joaquin had burst through midfield with a pace belying his years and slid the ball through. But you have to feel for Girona. Alex Granet's blistering free kick was tipped over by Dani Jimenez. Christian Stuani should have had a penalty and his headed goal should have stood, but it was one of three that were disallowed. Harsh on Pablo Machin's side. For Betis, it's not just five straight wins, it's the last four without conceding, which they had never done before in their entire 110-year history. And that really is the change. Whereas they were always free scoring, the improvement has been at the other end of the pitch. The switch to three centre-backs has worked a treat, even with Javi Garcia in there, and it nullified Girona, who like to push their wing-backs high up the pitch. Kike Setien seems to have found the perfect balance to keep the fluidity of their attack whilst not compromising defence and with impeccable timing. Setien says his team's mindset is extraordinary heading into this part of the season and he is bang on. Sevilla maybe unwittingly helped out their cross-city rivals by fighting back from two goals down to draw at home to Villarreal in a frenetic game on Saturday afternoon because it prevented the yellow submarine from keeping the gap to Betis at two points and instead it is four. Dani Rava gave Villarreal the lead at the Sanchez Piswan with a far post header from Samuel Castillo's dinked cross. Things then got worse for Vincenzo Montella's side just after the hour. Wissam Benyeda receiving two yellow cards in just four seconds. A one for protesting a decision by the referee Pablo Gonzalez not to send off Dennis Cherishev. That got him his first booking. His second came after he sarcastically applauded the ref. Brilliant. Uh, to be fair, he did later apologise on social media. But things got worse immediately afterwards as a Carlos Baca streaked through to double Villarreal's lead only for Jaume Costa to get his second yellow card for handball in the box. And then further drama. Nolito's ensuing penalty was poor and saved by Sergio Asenjo. But then less than two minutes later, he volleyed home for 1-2 anyway. And then Simon and Zonzi made it 2-2 from all of 30 yards out. So, three goals, two red cards, one penalty, and all in the space of 20 minutes. Madness, utter madness. But remember, this is Sevilla. So, Ben Yedda will miss the trip to La Coruña. And Sandra and Luis Muriel suffered knocks in the game. So, we'll see if they make it. And now we mentioned Girona. They stay eighth. Celta Vigo are ninth and still just about in the Europa League conversation. Juan Carlos on Suez side were easily second best away to a Leganes team who won courtesy of Miguel Ángel Guerrero in the second half. And even though he admitted he probably won't be at Butarque next season, it is a result that basically guarantees that Leganes will be playing in La Liga in 2018-19. As for Celta, well, they're a bit Jekyll and Hyde at the moment. At home, they haven't lost in eight games in all competitions. A run kicked off by a 1-1 draw with Barcelona in the Copa del Rey. They also then drew with Madrid and have beaten Betis and Sevilla. But on their travels, it's been five defeats in six and arguably the only top club they've played is Atletico. Uh, Alex Johnson has been looking into the enigma that is Celta. So why are they so different home and away, Alex? And how do you rate their chances of making the Europa League now? Actually, David, even the home form is a bit deceiving. They may not have lost at Balaidos this calendar year, but they haven't played fantastically either. A nil-nil draw with bottom side Malaga, barely a 2-1 victory over second bottom Las Palmas, and the performance against Sevilla was mainly down to one man, Diego Aspas. In Vigo, they are not happy with Juan Carlos Unza at all. The team is playing without desire, fighting spirit or any intensity. They have the ball a lot, but they don't create anything with it. It's as if they are passing it just to keep possession rather than to win football matches. So that train for Europe has already passed and Celta are not on it. Not only because they lost against Leganes, but against Barcelona they are without suspended Hugo Mayo and El Tuco who are two key players. 
leaving Iago Aspas pretty much on his own. Cheers for that, Alex. Just below Celta are Hetafe, who might not be the sexiest side to watch, but one goal from Damian Suarez lit up their encounter at home to Espanyol and is probably the goal of match day 32. A howitzer of a strike into the top left-hand corner of Paul Lopez net from 35 yards out. He simply could not have hit it better. So, Girona 8th with 44 points, Celta 9th with 43, Hetafe 10th with 42. It's all pretty congested right now. One game left to review, the mini-Basque derby, although the two sides involved have arguably had better campaigns by their standards than their bigger brothers in that part of Spain, Athletic Club and Real Sociedad. Alaves beating Eibar 1-0 at Ipurua thanks to a John Guiretti strike early on. Excellent work by Ruben Tobrino to set him up. And although the home side laid siege to the Alaves goal in the second half, Abelardo's team hung on for the three points, their first points against any Basque rival this season. It is now 10 wins in 19 games since taking over, compared to two wins in 13 before before Abelardo arrived at Minsorotza. But what about Eibar? For a while, they were in the European mix and now they've dropped off after a winless run of six games, losing four of their last five. So what's happened? And how does the future look with the Jose Luis Mendilibar still there, but key players set to depart this summer? Well, Ewan McTair has written a book on the club. It's called Eibar the Brave. It's very good, by the way. So it makes sense to get Ewan to give us the lowdown on this one. As you mentioned, David, the last few weeks have not been kind to Eibar. They've still been playing some decent football, but injuries to strikers Serge Enrique and Charles have left them a bit as toothless up front as a newborn baby, and they just haven't been scoring. So that Europa League dream of trips to Iceland or Kazakhstan has been put on hold for now. But overall, this has been a great season, and they could finish ahead of Bass, Big Brothers, Athletic and Real Sofidad. Looking ahead to next year, the fact that Jose Luis Mandilibar is set to stay is important, but I'd argue that what happens in the boardroom is just as vital. Sporting director Fran Garagarza has been one of the underappreciated heroes of the club's recent success, and they'll need him to refresh the squad in the summer, especially with Takashi Nui and Adder Capper leaving, and with captain Danny Garcia close to departing as well. Thank you, Ewan. Well, the good news is that La Liga isn't just the domain of the big names. We are almost certain to have all of Eibar, Leganés, Girona, Alaves and Getafe in Spain's top division next season. All five teams with grounds of less than 20,000 capacity. Superb. Okay, let's get on to your three-word verdicts from this weekend just gone. Tajdeen Adeyemi has gone for Weekend of Golasos. Yeah, wasn't it just? Uh, this is from Nicky Parsons. 39 games unbeaten uh, for Barcelona in La Liga, of course, and it could be more. Adil reckons Isco es magico. Uh, yes, Isco is indeed magic. In fact, it's his nickname at Madrid as well. Kirat Mehar is also on board. Betis marches on, he says. And moving down the table, this is from Inside Athletic. Markel Societas Olimpico. Uh, that is when the ball goes straight in from a corner. Richard Cosmala has gone. Espanol bore off. <laughs> Okay, a little harsh, but we'll let it go. And Ian has said, relegation on Thursday? Question mark. Uh, Ian is a Malaga fan, fearing that the end is nigh. Uh, speaking of the midweek fixtures, let's just run you through match day 33 and all the games coming up. On Tuesday, we start off in Galicia with a Deportivo versus Sevilla. Before that's done, Celta Vigo kick off at home to Barcelona with Villarreal welcoming Leganés to the Estadio de la Ceramica. Wednesday's games, Espanyol against Eibar, Valencia, Getafe and Real Madrid taking on Athletic Club at the Bernabeu. On Thursday, four games to look forward to. In the Basque country, it is Real Sociedad versus Atletico Madrid. Alaves entertain Girona. And the two later games are Levante against Malaga and Real Betis Las Palmas with Quique Setien facing his former employers. <laughs> 
So what have we got coming up this week aside all that? It is another 60-second standoff on our YouTube channel on Tuesday. And as we said, it is Atletico Madrid themed. We turn that into a poll on Wednesday on our Twitter feed. We also have our emoji challenge on there on Thursday, plus a Saturday quiz too. So go find us on Twitter, give us a follow. We are at La Liga Lowdown. And the website is being updated with all our content all the time. www.laligalowdown.com is the address. Plus, if this mini pod is to your liking and you feel that your life wouldn't be complete without giving us a five-star rating you absolutely can and we would absolutely be very grateful enjoy a busy football week that's your La Liga Lowdown see you next time Hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.